welcome to Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Hello, everybody. How you doing today? In case you're joining us for the first time, I am Senior Master Craig Greca. I'm a sixth-degree black belt in uh, universal martial art, a fifth-degree master in the Choi Kwon Do martial art. I'm a brown sash in Kung Fu, and I've been training for over three years in Kabuto weapons. And I'm here today to discuss the teachings and trainings inside the Karate Kid universe, including that Cobra Kai Netflix show. So anyways, a couple things today. Um, first of all, um, uh, this is my um, 75th uh, podcast, and uh, it is a special one because I will be testing next week for 7th degree black belt. Okay, so I'm looking forward to that. So um, I've been uh, Master Craig for a long time, but I'm going to be uh, Deputy Grandmaster Craig, uh, hopefully next Saturday. So I just want to let you know that. Um, I may uh, change it in the podcast, or I may keep it the same. I'm not sure yet, but wish me luck. Anyways, um, our reference today comes to us um, from first Cobra Kai, in that there is a lot of Star Wars quotes inside Cobra Kai. However, the best example of our topic today is when Mr. Miyagi is talking to Daniel in The Karate Kid, and he tells Daniel, never put passion before principle. Even if you win, you lose. And this is important to our topic today. Our topic is Gray Jedi. Gray Jedi. Okay. Now, anyways, a little uh, personal history on this. Um, I saw Star Wars in 1977 at the age of six, and it was in the drive-in theater type. Okay. I absolutely loved it. Now, it was the exact mix of uh, fantasy, science fiction, space, and, of course, martial arts. Now, um, I've been a fan of Star Wars ever since, and uh, especially... Uh, since the uh, the code of the Jedi is very similar to martial arts code. Okay, so we're going to be talking about Gray Jedi today. Most importantly, the Gray Jedi philosophy. Okay, now um, a lot of people that aren't familiar with what Gray Jedi is, um, it's a lot different than the traditional Jedi or the Sith teachings. Okay, as there is a balance between immediacy and long-term goals, okay? Now, there's more differences than that. Um, uh, people that are Star Wars fans know that the traditional Jedi Order was uh, a celibate order that was very um, very much like uh, traditional priesthood these days. Um, and then also, too, the Sith were the uh, opposite of that. Um, they tend to put passion into everything they did too much so, and they wanted the quick and easy path to uh, powers, okay, and to the force, okay? So um, sometimes it's hard to see it that way because a lot of times in the, um, in the movies, it's portrayed as being good or evil, okay? It's hard to have a uh, more grayish look to it, okay? But one of the things that became of the earlier Star Wars movies is you can see the downfall of Darth Vader, okay? Um, you saw a young Attican Skywalker, uh, full of life, full of uh, love, 
and uh, as a result, um, that that love was turned into hate, and hate turned into the Darth Vader that he is, that he was in the in the most of the movies and shows. So, anyways, we're going to go over the Jedi, the Gray Jedi Knight philosophy. Okay, now this is after Luke had saved Darth Vader and found out that there was still good in his father, um, and then uh, Luke established more of a gray Jedi order, um, which is what I'm basing this on today. It is my, by far my favorite um, type of uh, code that we are talking about. So anyways, here's some of the philosophies of the gray Jedi. Okay. Uh, first of all, flowing through all, there is balance. Okay. So that's one of the uh, principles of it. Flowing through all, there is balance. Okay. There is no peace without a passion to create. There is no peace without a passion to create. Okay? There is no passion without peace to guide. Okay? There's no passion without peace to guide. Very good. And then knowledge fades without the strength to act. Okay? Now you can see here they're making a balance between kind of like the traditional Jedi teachings, and the Sith teachings, okay? But, of course, they tend to be more closer to the Jedi philosophy. Uh, next one, power, bind, power blinds without the serenity to see. Okay, so if you have too much ambition, too much power, it blinds you to be able to, without the serenity to see what's going on, okay? There is a freedom in life Okay, there's a freedom in life. There is a purpose in death. Purpose in death, okay? Um, and that was the basic philosophy of the gray Jedis, okay? Now, as you can see from my, um, what I've been, re as, I re as I'm reading here, um, some of the, um, the differences is it, it says that you can't have passion, you can't have love, but you have to have a, you have to have a, um, you can't let it get out of hand like they did, um, in uh, Mr. Miyagi's um, line up in the, when he told Daniel about never put passion before principle. Even if you win, you lose. Okay, and that was all based on Mr. Miyagi's um, uh, Yukie that he had a, um, that he wanted to marry. And because she was chosen, I mean, uh, arranged to marry Sato, his best friend, um, that put them at odds, and he didn't want to fight Sato and kill him just to have Yukie be his uh, wife because then he has to live with the fact that he killed his best friend. Because in that kind of philosophy, the honor is very big, and there was no out besides you have to take him out all the way. So Now, um, one of the things I wanted to add to the um to the uh, Jedi Knight philosophy okay is that um there's a line from uh the the movie um Rogue One and in Rogue One they said the force is all things and I am the force the force is all things and I am the force okay and we'll we'll talk about that more later during the mental part of the um of the of the martial arts training okay and of course, I wanted to put in here a little Mandalorian thing too and say, this is the way, because it's fun to say. 
Okay, so that's basically the Jedi Knight philosophy, okay? And you can use this, the reason why I brought this up today is you can use this in martial arts, okay? Um, in martial arts, a lot of things are balance, okay? A lot of things are done in balance, okay? You want to be excited, you want to be proud of your abilities, but you also want to be humble as well, okay? So there's a lot of things that have a balance to them, you know, working out enough, not working out too much, um, you know, um, making sure there's a work-life balance. Everybody talks about work-life balance these days. So it seems like the Jedi Knight philosophy is one that's, uh, that falls into a lot of people's spectrum. Okay? Now, besides philosophy, let's go into the martial art practice. Okay? So for your physical training today, one of the things that you can do to be like a Jedi is to work on your force push. Okay? Now, a force push is nothing more than a palm strike, okay? But you have to make sure that you're doing the palm, the palm strike properly by pushing off your back foot, putting your hip into it, and then getting a nice chest stretch, and then uh, shoulder flipping forward as you do your palm. Now, one thing different about the force push than a one we do in class is that you would push it a little bit more at the end. So you push it a little bit more at the end, and you use your strength a little bit more at the end, and you hold it out there at the end. Okay, so if you do all that, not only will you hit somebody, but also you will drive them backwards as well. Okay, now this can be done with a single palm strike and also a double palm strike, which we've described before in our podcast. Using both hands at the same time, you, flush, you, uh, you rush forward and uh, do your force push. Okay. Most of your power will come off the backhand because it has that direct leg behind you that's pushing, but both of them will have a lot of power, but provided that you use a chest stretch before launching those force pushes. Okay? Another one is your force jump. We did this the other day, and um, uh, in the month of May, there's a lot of Star Wars um, days. Okay? There's May 4th, which is May the 4th be with you. And also, too, the May 5th is also Cinco de Mayo, but we also call it uh, Revenge of the 5th, okay? So just to be funny. And then, of course, a new one came up recently based on The Mandalorian, which is, this is the May, okay? So that's kind of funny as well. So May tends to have a lot of Star Wars holidays. Um, so um, we did a Star Wars class uh, last week, last Friday, and we're doing a little bit of the Star Wars stuff tonight in class as well. But we did a force jump. Now, force jump is nothing more than a plyometric jump, okay? You bend the knees um, slightly or enough to get the tension, and then you thrust your, you know, feet, calves, knees, hips, um, quads, as hard as you can upward while lifting your legs as well to get a force jump, okay? And uh, as far as Jedi abilities go, they have the uncanny ability to leap uh, pretty far. You know, I've seen in movies, they, they leap sometimes 10, 15 feet in the air, okay? That's not natural for us to do, but we can increase our vertical jump by just simply um, uh, working on our plyometrics, okay? So get that, that poised position and then thrust upward. It's a great exercise, great way to build your legs up and also to get a good workout. Now, another one is deflect blocking. Okay, a lot of things in our martial art use the 45-degree angle for blocking. 
You could even add to it by making sure that you relax the fist and use open hand techniques for your blocks, most of your blocks, to, um, to do angled and deflective blocking, okay? Now, just as a note, in martial art movies, they do a lot of this, okay? And the reason why they do a lot of this for, they use not as much, not as big a range of motion as we do when we fight someone for real, okay? So when we're fighting someone for real, we have to have a big circle on our uh, deflective blocking because we have to not only deflect but also push it away, and someone could be punching at us really strong. In the movies, a lot of times, they fake punching strong. So they're not really punching strong, they're fake punching strong, and they're punching slightly off-center so that they can, um, you can just lightly push it a little bit, and it misses you, and it makes it look like that you're blocking everything with very little effort, okay? So sometimes they do that in martial art movies um, to make it more agreeable to the choreographers that are doing the fight scenes. Because if someone comes in there with iron-clad arm, iron arms and they're, like, punching you and they're not bouncing off your hands, um, you tend to be kind of the jerk that you can't... You have to use a lot of push to get those arms out of the way. And that's, that's the difference between martial art, choreography, um, and um, a real fight. So... And then um, you can use all the blocks. In our martial art, we have um, seven color belt blocks. And then there's also nine black belt first degree blocks as well. You can put those together. You have 16 different blocks to have just about every angle uh, possible. I think I have a few extras as well um, in the Kung Fu that I teach. So um, the next one, the next uh, physical training is the um, force kick. Okay, now a force kick is, it has to be a really powerful pushing kick. So the one that would be optimal for that would be a heel kick or side kick or spinning side kick because those kicks um, have a push effect to them and they use more a lot of the quadricep muscle which would give you someone to get them off you. Especially if you're a Jedi and you're using a sword or a bow staff, um, then you would, you would simply you'd use that to get them away from you. I've seen that used many times in, um, in Star Wars movies where they do a quick side kick and it knocks the person back. 10 feet, so they can pull out their sword again and use their lightsabers, okay? Or a bow staff type uh, lightsabers. Okay, the next one is go ahead and learn how to use a sword, okay? A lot of times I talk about martial arts as just hands and feet, okay? Uh, remember at the beginning of this podcast, I always say that I'm, uh, I've been using, I've been in Kabuto weapons for three years. Because that's the, uh, the weapons that we teach in class, okay? Uh, I'm not saying this to say that what I do in class is better than anybody else. I'm just saying that uh, it's a lot of fun to teach martial art weapons to people, okay? So we teach nunchucks, we teach uh, scrimmage sticks, bow staff, and sword currently. So we're looking forward to doing more of those classes in the future. Um, but learn how to use a sword if you want to be more like a Jedi, okay? So that's a lot of fun. My, uh, my son loves using the sword so so that's it for the uh for the physical training part of the uh jedi workout a lot of times the calisthenics that we do in class will help you to become more like a jedi but using your a lot of times um uh, star wars movies are very the the lightsaber lightsaber practitioners are very acrobatic um it tends to be a very acrobatic style um and it's a lot of fun so anytime anytime you can work on body control and body strength and body flexibility that would help you to be more and more like a Jedi. 
Now, the mental training that goes along with uh, our topic today is meditation, mindfulness, and being one with yourself. Okay, so that's meditation, mindfulness, and being one with yourself. Okay, like being one with the force. Okay, so it's like being one with the force. Okay, now um, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right. Um, uh, Chirut, Chirut, Chirut Imwe, Chirut Imwe was the character in Rogue One played by one of my favorite martial arts actors, Donnie Yen, okay, who was a blind monk who is a Force-sensitive practitioner, okay? And uh, he said, um, he kept on chanting over and over again as, as his mantra that I am one with the Force and the Force is with me. He said, I am one with the Force and the Force is with me. And he kept on doing that as he uh, took out all the stormtroopers that were around him. Okay? Now, Donnie Yen's a pretty good martial artist, so it was good to see him in that blind monk role. But that's what he, um, that's what he did. Um, that's the kind of Jedi Knight that he was. Okay? And he was, he was kind of cool, so we have to mention him in there. So, plus, we like that line as well. Okay? Now, one of the things, I don't mean to get too too religious in my podcast, but remember, this podcast is my opinion, okay? So you can like some of the things that I talk about, or you cannot like some of the things I talk about, okay? I try to make a variety of things that people like so that people uh, will uh, continue to listen. But um, a lot of people are Christian, so this may make a whole lot of sense, okay? In fact, one of my, one of the... Uh, one of the priests uh, that we had down in Florida um, used this reference in, um, in one of his homilies. He was a little bit younger guy, and uh, I really uh, liked this particular hom- homily, and I talked to him about it at some length before. Um, the force equals the Holy Spirit. Okay, so the force is a, very much attributed to the Holy Spirit that's seen in Christian texts because of the, the force or power that God and Jesus use to accomplish great things, okay? And a lot of people believe that you can tap into that Holy Spirit power very similarly to the Force, not as much as they show you on the movies, uh, doing the, the, the high kicks and the high uh, jumps and the superhuman abilities, but being connected to that does help in a lot of things that you do, okay? so. Um, We'll save, we'll save more of that for another episode, but I just wanted you to think about that because a lot of times people um, will say, well, the Force is in a movie. Yes, it's in a movie, but you can make it more real to you by just making it a little bit different. So um, you can utilize that. Okay, a lot of that goes, the power of suggestion and the power of a high goal setting and just the power of belief helps you to do a lot of things that you normally could not do uh, without aid, okay? So you do need a strong belief in something, whether uh, spiritually, um, so that you're more than just who you are when you want to accomplish big and great and awesome things. So keep on working on it and uh, use those philosophies to help you become a better martial artist, okay? 
Now, uh, just to wrap things up a little bit, okay? Um, the technique of the week, the technique of the week is the force push. Washa! The force push, okay? So, um, by the way, one, one thing you could try. <laughs> I've done this before. Um, one of my friends was in Kung Fu, and uh, we were doing this candle training, okay? And uh, if you do a palm strike and you do it fast and, and sharp enough, you can push air and actually put the candle out. Okay, so if you guys want to practice your force push abilities, you can try that with the candle sometime for fun. Okay, just make sure you're safe so you don't end up knocking the candle over, which some people have done before, and then it ends up wax all over the floor or you burn something. So, but it's a lot of fun. Practice it outside. Okay. Um, and the next one is the secret phrase. The secret phrase. I am, one, I am one with the force and the force is with me. I am one with the force and the force is with me. I love that line. So it's a pretty good one. Okay. And of course, we started doing this new martial art philosophy tip of the week. Okay. Which is the concept of the force is the Holy Spirit. Okay. So... I hope you guys learned a lot from my podcast this week. Wish me luck on my test next week as I test for 7th degree black belt in universal martial art. Okay? And remember that we're here. We're here every week learning martial arts through everyday work, thus creating life around you, increased productivity, and a better world. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. This is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye.